to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Lap Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 268 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend. And yes, we can officially say it is race weekend, uh, which I mean, obviously, there's been racing since the uh, the championship weekend back in November. But NASCAR weekend is this weekend. Uh, can't believe it. Clash. Um, you know. I am. I'm not a fan of the fact that we've got to wait an off week between the clash and the 500. Uh, you know, we're we're all used to uh, speed weeks, if you will, and everything kind of being back to back there, and just getting bombarded with uh, racing from practice and qualifying for the clash and the duels, the 500, and and, and all that. Uh, but hey, at least. At least we got some NASCAR to watch this weekend, uh, and I'll get into that a little bit later in the show. Uh, this past weekend, though, uh, as you all know, I am a diehard wrestling fan. It was the Royal Rumble, and I have to be honest. Man, what a lackluster Royal Rumble. I wonder if uh, our friend Dustin Albino from Jayski.com, who also is a big wrestling fan, would agree with me on that. Uh, I'm sure he'll be on the show in the very near future and uh I'm going to be very curious to get his take on all that. But uh, me and a handful of buddies, we get together every year. We draw numbers, uh, and, and we have a fun time with the show, which was awesome. The uh, Women's Rumble was great. Ronda Rousey's back and, and won. Uh, obviously kind of predictable once we saw her make her entrance into the Rumble that we knew what was going to happen, but that was cool. Uh, and then the, the biggest shock of the night, Paul Heyman turning on Brock Lesnar. And once that happened, it was predictable. We knew he was going to be in the Rumble and win. So a little ho-hum for me. But, uh, hey, we'll, we'll see how they set up WrestleMania now uh, over these next couple of months. Uh, other than that, Weekend was pretty low-key, some last-minute baby stuff. Uh, as, as Each week I'm on here and I'm saying, I don't know when, I don't know when. Uh, and eventually it's, it, it has to happen. And uh, so that window is uh, we're officially in the window uh, and, and could happen anytime. So recording this on Monday, uh, trying to be as proactive as possible and uh, trying to get and, and stay on routine for the show with as little interruption as possible. But, uh, you know, stay tuned to social Social media for all that good stuff. Uh, last week uh, was the uh, annual Lap Traffic Fantasy Fantasy Show. Uh, still have spots open if you want to join this free and competitive league with uh, some swag, some custom trophies, all that good stuff. Uh, we're right around the hundred mark there. Uh, shoot an email to fantasylaptraffic at gmail.com uh, with your name, email, and Twitter if you have one. Uh, all the details are on the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com. Click the fantasy link, uh, and that's all there for you. If you're interested, still plenty of time. Uh, there's nothing uh, in the league as it pertains to the clash. So still got a couple weeks if you want to get in on the league. Uh, and yeah, so so there's that tonight. Uh, pretty excited. Got two ARCA drivers lined up. 
uh, got Amber Balkin, who's going to be making her bid for the ARCA championship, and Josh White, a uh, United States Marine Corps vet, uh, who's going to be making a few limited starts in the series this season, as well as uh, Dr. Aaron Studwell is going to give us our first official weather report this year, and uh, he's going to stick around and, and talk some NASCAR silly season. You know, we, uh, you know, I know everyone knows what's been going on, but uh, you know, we'll we'll chime in with our two cents and, and see uh, who we can annoy if anything. So uh, there's the lineup. There's all that. So let's keep things rolling. Let's get Amber on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making her first appearance on the Lap Traffic Podcast. She is from Winnipeg and looking to carry momentum from a strong 2021 by competing in her first full-time season in ARCA, running for Rhett Jones Racing. Welcome to the Lap Traffic Podcast, Amber Balkan. Amber, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am awesome. Thanks so much for uh, coming on the show. Uh, excited to start uh, kicking things off here for season six with, uh, you know, some guests and getting ready for the season to start. Um, first off, uh, I saw on Twitter today you're getting married this week. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I, I mean, that's an exciting time. Uh, are you going to try to squeeze a honeymoon in before racing starts? Or are you going to wait? <laughs> No, I mean, obviously I need to have a very supportive partner to be doing what I'm doing. So um, he's agreed to push the honeymoon after Daytona because I got a, I got a really big race to prepare for. So Absolutely. he's an athlete himself and he, <laughs> he understands that. So yeah, um, after the wedding, it's it's all about preparing for Daytona and then uh, we'll, we'll have some fun after Daytona. I love it. Amber, um, I know you come from a racing family and, and all that, uh, but from, from Winnipeg, Canada, we, we're thinking hockey. What got you into racing? So my, I'm a third generation race car driver. So my mom's father raced cars, my grandpa, and my dad also ra still races dirt lane malls to this day. Um, my uncle and cousins race sprint cars. So I grew up in a dirt track racing family and have been going to the track since I've been in my mom's belly and just fell in love with it right away. And my love for the sport just continues to grow as I get older. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw that on your on the Facebook that you've been going since before birth, which is which is really cool. Um, you know, talk about your family's legacy, you know, up in Canada. Yeah. Um, well, my grandfather is in the Manitoba Sports Hall of Fame. My dad's in already a few Hall of Fame. So um, they've had a lot of success. And growing up, uh, when I raced go-karts and mini sprints, it was, oh, this is, you know, the Balkan and Kennedy's daughter. Like, what's she going to do? How's she going to do it? And um, so there was that little bit of pressure growing up. But I was also the only female in my family um, that was racing. So um, I just worked hard to make a name for myself. And I think transitioning from dirt track racing to pavement was kind of that, that breakout from, um, creating a name for myself because no, no one really knows me in the pavement world. So I've had to really, you know, work hard and, and gain that sponsorship and, um, be partnered with great peoples to help build my name in, in a whole new industry. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Um, you're going to be running for Rhett Jones racing who has a, a vast background in ARCA racing. Um, you, you, ran a limited schedule in the past there uh talk about how you got partnered up with them and you know how you've been working getting ready for daytona 
Yeah. So the Arkham and Art series has always been my goal uh, when it comes to racing. I've just really wanted to race at legendary tracks like Daytona and Talladega and all the great tracks that we get to run in the Arkham and Art series. So um, last year, I was able, after a lot of years of trying to find the, the financial backing to move up to these larger series, um, I had Icon Direct come on board, which is RV parts manufacturer out of my home province of Manitoba. So um, really great to have them on board. They came on last year and we did Bill McAnally's driver um driver development program so that was really great because it gave me a lot of seat time and i because i'd never had the financial backing in the last five years or so i really needed that seat time so having being a part of the driver's academy and then doing a couple arca west races kind of getting my feet wet in the series to feel that i am prepared for the arc Art series so last year was all about learning growing and developing my skills to be prepared for this year now in the off season of course i'm at the gym almost every single day training um I have a driver trainer in north carolina to do a lot of kind of mental synapse kind of training um and then we have eye racing that we like to utilize and of course watching video of past races as well but when when it came to the who i'm going to race for in the arc Bernard series i had a lot of conversations with a lot of different teams and red jones racing just seemed to they, they really fit me because I'm, I see myself as an underdog and they're a smaller team, but they still work really hard to produce good results. And, um, it just seemed like such good fit. Mark Rett is such a great guy and I'm so excited to get to race for him. And then Terry Jones, the co-owner, he's Canadian and my, my <laughs> sponsors are Canadian. So to kind of have a driver sponsor and, and co-owner, uh, I'll be Canadian. I think is pretty neat. Are you going to uh, split time between Canada and, and the U.S.? Because I imagine that would be a challenge trying to, you know, from a, a schedule, travel, airlines, all that kind of good stuff. It is, yeah, especially with COVID now. It, it definitely is tricky to fly back and forth. So we will reside in North Carolina. Um, my fiance plays in the CFL, so I will be flying back, uh, you know, on off weeks to to go watch him play. But other than that, we'll be in North Carolina. That's where you have to be if, if you want to be in, in the ARCA series or NASCAR. So. Absolutely. That's cool. You mentioned Icon, uh, a Canadian-based company. Uh, talk about their level of excitement, you know, getting some extra exposure here in the United States. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, in Canada, NASCAR isn't largely popular. So um, there was a lot of, you know, knowledge that I had to give them of what this industry is about, what this sport's all about. And um, they came in because they resonated with my story, my story being an underdog and not coming from money and working really hard to, to, to break these barriers and, and get in international levels. So um, it's been, a, I've learned more and more about the RV industry and they've learned more and more about the NASCAR industry. And the more they learn, the more they love it. So that's all all I can ask for. And, um, I'm really excited for them to come to Daytona and, and see this level of racing and for their excitement and involvement, but it's been an amazing partnership so far and it, it just continues to grow and get better. Absolutely. That's cool. Um, all right. So you mentioned a little bit ago, you know, you know, in the Arca series, you're going to be going to some iconic tracks. Um, you know, it's going to be your first time at some of these tracks. You, you, you know, we got Daytona right around the corner, Charlotte, uh, you know, my home track MIS is on the Arca schedule. Uh, what are some of the tracks you're excited to get to for the first time? 
Daytona has always been my dream. I've been going there for a long time and I've visualized me racing there for years and years and years. So for it to finally become my reality is going to be a huge moment for me. And then of course, Talladega, it's just such another big legendary track that I like to go fast. So I enjoy the super speedways. And then because I have a dirt track background, I'm really excited to go run the dirt races as well. I'm hoping that we do really well and um, can, you know, put up some good finishes for my dirt track man. Sure. Uh, you, you, you did run some pavement races last year, uh, you know, through the developmental program that you mentioned, what was one of the, you know, what, what were some of the hardest, uh, things for you personally to make that adjustment from dirt to pavement? Yeah, I think because um, two years ago I did run dirt and I was running a midget, which is a super light car. Um, just two completely different racing services, obviously, and the car itself is so different. So really just, I find with dirt, it's more about the feel from underneath you is kind of how you drive and you're looking for the traction and you're, you know, down low in one and two, up high on the cushion in, one, in three and four. And pavement is not like that. You need to be consistent and hit your marks every single lap. So I think my biggest challenge was just having that consistency of running the exact same lap time for the entire race, not just, you know, the first five or 10 laps. And then another big thing was just learning the cars and learning what the car is doing and being able to properly communicate that to my crew chief so that he can make the proper adjustments to make us faster. And I think that's something I really, um, uh, progressed on the last season was really understanding how the, what the car is doing, what it, what it needs and being able to communicate that to the crew chief, because even though the driver gets, you know, all the accolades in racing, it really is a team sport. And if I can't do my job and, and articulate what the car is doing to the crew, they, they can't give me a better race car. So um, I think that was probably the biggest thing that I took away from Bill McAnally's driver's Academy. Sure. No, that's, that's great. Um, you know, first Canadian female to win a NASCAR sanctioned race. You did that back in 2016. Um, talk about the responsibility that you take upon yourself as an up and coming female driver, uh, you know, for the little girls at the racetrack and, and reaching out to them, letting them know that, hey, while it while it tends to be a male dominated sport, you know, you can do it, too. Yeah, absolutely. I think my biggest motivation of continuing to pursue this this dream and being in this sport is is not only to show other women that look, women can do anything. Women can be a part of male dominated sports, male dominated industries, and still succeed. When you put the helmet on, the car doesn't know if you're a male or female. It just knows there's a driver. And I, I tell all younger girls that, you know, when, when you're racing, don't focus on gender, focus on being a race car driver. Cause that's, that's what you are at the end of the day. Um, and another side of it is really showing not only females, but just the underdogs, people that don't come from money that, you know, just because you don't come from money doesn't mean you, you can't work your butt off and, and make it happen. And I've had so many people tell me, you know, you don't have a famous last name. You don't come from money. It's not going to happen, Amber. And I refuse to believe that. And I just want to be successful to show people you, it, you don't need all the tools in the toolbox to build the life of your dreams. You just need to be dedicated, work really hard, be consistent and um, disciplined. I think it requires a lot of discipline. Absolutely. I love that. Uh, Amber, you know, Daytona, we, we know it's right around the corner. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned iRacing and, and all that. What, what's your, you know, as, as we get closer and closer to green flag there, you know, what's your day in, day out looking like right now from a, you know, preparation standpoint? Um, I'm working out every day uh, in the gym and then watching video, iRacing, um, you know, 
the test was big because just even having that communication with my spotter of, of the terminology, because I've never raced that super speedway before. So, um, kind of being prepared for what it's going to sound like in, in the radio and then just kind of having a game plan of, of going into the race, which, you know, is I think just going to require a lot of patience and um, consistency and just try to be there at the end. Absolutely. I mean, that's it with plate racing, right? <laughs> be there at the end yeah. and you got a shot. Oh, I exactly. love it. Amber, well, listen, uh, I hope you have a great season. Uh, I hope everything is picture perfect for the wedding this weekend. Um, I plan on being at a few of these races uh, for the for the ARCA series uh-huh. this season. Uh, so maybe we can do a quick one of these in person at one of the tracks. Um, I, I hope everything works out great for you. Look forward to talking to you. Maybe we can get something scheduled midseason and see how things are going for you. That sounds great. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Tell everyone where they can follow you, your sponsors, all that good stuff. Yeah, for sure. So you can sponsor or sponsor me. Well, you can sponsor me if you want. But, <laughs> um, you can follow me on Instagram at Amber Balkan 10, Twitter at Amber Balkan 10. Uh, my Facebook is Amber Balkan Racing. And then my sponsor, Icon Direct. You can follow them on uh, Instagram, Icon Direct, or uh, Twitter on Icon Direct. I think they also have a Facebook page. And also to go to their website to order parts for your RV, it's icondirect.com. Awesome. I love it. Lap Traffic Nation, huge thanks to Amber for calling in. Amber, best of luck this season. Enjoy the last few off weeks. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Thank you, Amber. All right. Lap Traffic Nation. How cool was that, Amber Balkan? I mean, a wedding and getting ready for Daytona. That is that is a lot on the plate. Uh, you know, I'm... I, I think I got a lot on the plate waiting for the little guy to make his appearance here, but that that is that's a lot going on there. Uh, can't wait to see how Amber does this year. Can't wait to get her back on. Great interview there. Looking forward to uh, keeping in contact with her. Uh, all right, we're, we're just gonna keep things rolling. There's there's no format tonight. There's no segments, anything like that. We're just gonna keep things rolling. So let's get uh, Josh White on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his first appearance as well tonight on the Lap Traffic Podcast. He is the first Marine veteran to race in NASCAR since 1966. He'll be making some starts this year in the ARCA Series. Welcome to the Lap Traffic Podcast, Josh White. Josh, what's going on, man? How are you? Uh, not a whole lot. I'm doing all right. Just got home from work and, uh, you know, just uh, getting ready to chill and relax, get me a bite to eat and uh have a good evening, you hell, know? Hell uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Well, first of all, man, thank you very much for your service. Appreciate that wholeheartedly, man. No problem, man. You know, if I could, I'd do it again. And, oh, uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. What, uh, tell everyone a little bit about, you, you know, your military background. So I was a combat engineer at 4th Combat Engineer Battalion Alpha Company. And uh, so basically what a combat engineer is, we get attached to grunt units to assist and obstacle clearance, rather that be IED, minefields, or uh, just flat-out obstacles, you know, concertina wire, you know, the whole works. Uh, and so, you know, I dealt with a lot of, uh, see, my unit was primarily demolitions and, and, and obstacle clearance, so I've done a lot of demolitions, and then we've done a lot of IED clearing, um, which was hard. Uh, some of these things that they put in the ground, you know, a regular metal detector isn't going to get it. So you got to use your ground penetrating radar and that is tough. So, yeah, it was an interesting experience. I kind of miss it. You know, I'd I'd go back in a heartbeat, but they won't let me go back. (laughs) Where, where, uh, where'd you do the tours at? 
I actually didn't uh, go on a tour. I mean, I was activated for Afghanistan, but okay. I didn't get to get to go, unfortunately. Um, but it is what it is. You know, I, I, maybe it's a blessing in disguise, but I really wish I would have went. You right. know, it would have been a really cool experience. I mean, hey, you, to, one to, to to wake up one day, whether it's it's you know with with family decision or, or you just wake up with that itch and be like, you know what, I'm gonna go serve my country. I mean that that takes a special person. So I mean, I, I can only fathom that itch to want to go and do something like that because if you made that first leap i can only you know it's probably like getting in a race car like you either have that itch and that drive to want to get in that car or to go overseas and and kick ass and fight for your country uh you know it's 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 one or the other you can't half-ass something like that so exactly you know um, and me being in the marines you know the marine corps mentality and racing kind of goes hand in hand um, you know, in, in the Marines, you know, they're, a Marine isn't a loser. A Marine has integrity, honor, courage, and commitment towards himself or herself, his country or her country, or, um, you know, their family and the core. So, you know, you just never give up. I mean, it's ingrained in my head that I just, I can't give up. If I, if I give up, I feel like, I feel like I let myself down. Sure. So, sure. Uh, and I just have this big constant drive to succeed. And, you know, sometimes it gets the best of me. Sometimes it, it bites me in the rear. Sometimes it pays off. You know, I'm really excited about this year, you know, and um, I get out there, you know, and I want to have some fun. Absolutely. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to look at everybody like they're my enemy just yet, but sure. <laughs> I want to I go have some fun. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, well, before we get into the NASCAR racing stuff, you know, you mentioned you just got home from, from work. What's the uh, what's the day job? Uh, so I drive a cement truck. I deliver uh, concrete to contractors and, uh, you know, cash paying customers or whatever. And uh, it's pretty cool. It's not bad. You know, uh, I work for a family owned a uh, company that's local you know they're locally owned too so it's not a bad gig you know everybody's friendly and uh you, you just you know I, I get along with everybody and um it, you know their their equipment might not be the best but you know it, it, i get along with everybody and i don't have a bad time there so uh, I'll stay there as long as they can Excellent. until hopefully the racing takes off. So there, then there that way go. I don't have, have a day job. You know? <laughs> I said that about the podcast for a long time. Like, man, I wonder if this thing might ever take, you know, and at this point, six years in, uh, you know, it's a very cool hobby that gets some cool perks and, uh, you know what the, I got a day job and that's cool. And, and you know what, if this is all it gets to, I'm talking to drivers and people in the sport once a week, you know, throughout the season and, and having a damn good time. So, uh, uh, I'll take that, but yeah, man, let's, let's get you, let's get you in that car a little bit more often there. That's for sure. Oh yeah. That, that's, that's the ultimate goal. You know, we're, running the three races this year, but we're really, really hoping to get a full season in for next year. You know, we're looking for some big sponsors to, to help foot the bill. Um, you know, it's a work in progress. I mean, we don't even know what our program is going to be like next year yet. And you know, nobody, none of these companies that 
you know, I'm going after or anybody's going after is, is quite thinking about next year yet sure. because they're, they're, they're more focused on getting through this year. Uh, they'll start looking towards sponsorships for next year right around the end of the third quarter to the fourth quarter. Sure. So, yep. Yep. Um, um have you, did you grow up an NASCAR fan? You know, how, how uh, you know, how'd you get into the sport and, and racing and all that? So when I was four years old, I seen Days of Thunder. <laughs> Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> Next question, Brandon. <laughs> oh, that's great. No, sorry. So Days of Thunder and that, and that just... That just evolved. Oh, that right? was that, that was that was it. My uh, I was raised by my grandfather, and he turned out into a person that hated that movie. Okay, because when I was four years old, I, I watched it first time. I was like, "Man, this is awesome!" And so, like, I would watch it like five days out of the out of a seven day week every week. Sure. That's awesome. I love it. He hated it. He had the bright idea he was going to get us a race truck. And he, it was probably the most redneck thing you'd ever see. (laughs) But (laughs) he put uh, plywood for doors on it. Yep. And then he put put 51 on the side. It didn't have no bed. And. I was as a kid. I was looking forward to that so much, and he he sold it before we got to do anything with it. I was so mad. Oh, so man. yeah, that, it, that's got to that that's got to be a funny picture somewhere, man. That that's it, that sounds all, like a good there, one. <laughs> there has to. And then he had a '84 F one fifty F or a farm. He was like, "Hey, man, you know." I, Got rid of that truck, so you know. I'm not saying it's yours yet, but here you go. So I painted, I painted the truck to look like the '51 mellow yellow car on Days of Thunder at like nice. six. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. That's great. Yeah, I learned how to drive a standard by the time I was eight years old, all by myself. That's that dude. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, um, and a full size F150. Uh, so you, you did some drag racing early on. You've driven some late models. Uh, you know, you, you do have a truck start and a couple of Arca starts, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, some of those early starts and, and, you know, how some of those came together intermittently like that. So, you know, I'll just go ahead and start from the beginning. I guess, yeah, you know, you ahead. mentioned that you mentioned that I got started drag racing. You know, I did, I, I got an 84 Camaro that my mom actually gave me when I was like 16 and, I just went out and I had had some fun, you know, I won some races and uh after I was pretty much done with that and wanted more speed, I decided to go circle track racing, went dirt track racing and uh I actually won a few there, got some good finishes and uh then I went to the Arca Truck series and I done a race there and that's where I met uh Wayne Hickson, which was the guy that I raced for for a couple of years in Arca. We, he actually, me and him actually hooked up and done, you know, a, a couple starts that year. I, that was my ARCA debut. I tested at Daytona that year. Didn't do anything the next year. And then in 2015, I basically done an entire full season of ARCA with him. I mean, I missed out on two races. Okay. But uh, I got 12th in points that year. And, uh, man, the next year, I didn't do any ARCA racing, but. 
I done a NASCAR truck series start, so that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't done anything since, so I mean, I, I'm I'm probably got some cobwebs up in there somewhere. I'm probably a little rusty. I'm ready to knock it off. So absolutely. Well, I mean, so you raced the ARCA Truck Series? Uh, yeah. So you probably know. We maybe now we might go off on a left turn tangent here. Uh, very good friend of mine. Uh, do you know Brad Yunker? Yeah. Yeah. Brad, sure do. Brad's a very good friend of mine. Yeah. He uh, he raced uh, the Arca trucks and uh, he's done some late model stuff and he's uh, he's looking to purchase uh, another truck and and do something in the Midwest here and uh, yeah, funny story about him. He actually uh, he brought his late model car up here in September. And helped us with our gender reveal party and did a lap around the block and had some smoke bombs on the back of the car to do the reveal for for the baby boy that we're now having. So, yeah, Brad and I go, we, we go back. He's a good guy. Yeah, he is. That's, that's awesome, though. I mean, uh, you know, it's too bad about the Arca trucks, man. You yeah. know, they... Uh, they were a good series. They really were. Absolutely. Um, all right. So, like you said, you know, you might have some cobwebs there to shake off. What, uh, you know, you, you you're you don't have any early starts in the season, so you, the years are uh, more midsummer. What are you doing to get ready for them? Um. Well, I'm doing some uh, Xbox, just playing around. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but. Uh, I am working towards going back to iRacing. I had a, I had a setup uh, last year, and you know, I just it's not that I got bored of it. You know, I had a I had a league, and yeah, you know, the league was great. Everything's going everything was going good, and then we ended up splitting up, and uh, it just had a bad taste in my mouth. And just sure. said, you know what, I'm I'm getting rid of the rid of the rig. Adios. I got rid of the got rid of the rig and. Now I'm looking to get another one. Getting another. <laughs> um, what uh, for for the listeners? Uh, where where are we going to see Josh White this year? Uh, you're going to see me at Charlotte Motor Speedway on May 27th, and then in August you're going to see me at the Springfield Dirt Mile at the uh, Illinois State Fair. Love that track, by the way. And then you're going to see me at Bristol Motor Speedway. Excellent. in september excellent excellent uh are you who you know is your team you know what's uh you got alliance with anybody or you know how are you getting out there yeah um I, so i've partnered with club racing incorporated you know uh, me and it, it's you know it's not a top team like venturini but i mean it, it they're not too bad either and sure me and me and Alex, Alex gets along really good. I, I feel like it's a good partnership, you know. Uh, he's low budget like I am, and me and him just share a lot of the same ideas and a lot of the same. Um, yeah, we're, we just get along great, and I, I look for it to be a long partnership, you know, sponsorship depending. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're going to go out there and give it all we got. Awesome. Do you have uh, you bringing any sponsors? You looking for sponsors for these three races? Uh, we still have sponsorship opportunities available, but we do have some sponsors. Uh, okay. So we have our primary sponsor is Canola Ammunition. They're actually based out of here, out here in Canola County, where I live. So I get I get to bring a little piece of home all the way to the races with me. That's, That's kind of cool. cool. Very cool. Yes. A yes. And then. Uh, so we got a military Java group. Uh, they make really good coffee. You check. You should check them out. 
Uh, we got racer apparel. Uh, they're making my racing suit, my gloves, my shoes, all of it's custom. It, it is going to be awesome. It, it, even if, let's say, it doesn't matter if we're going f- slow, fast, or whatever. At least we're going to look good. Racer is going to make sure of that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that. I love that. And, yeah, me too. And then uh, signatures for soldiers. We're putting on the car for Charlotte. Uh, basically, what they do is they uh, they take autographed items from like you know celebrities you know nascar drivers whatever the case may be and they'll auction it off to go towards a charity to help homeless and disabled disabled veterans awesome i love that you know what uh i might have to get with you off off air here to see if you can get me in contact with somebody because i have a bunch of stuff that needs to go to some good causes so uh i'd be all about doing something like that so That'd be pretty cool. I'm sure they'd really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So, have you uh, have you raced Charlotte, Bristol, Illinois before? I've raced the Illinois. Uh, yeah, love that track. I've been there. I've been there twice. I really think we're gonna do do good there as long as we stay clean. Uh, you know, we. You know, I'm not prob- promising any wins, but, I mean, anything can happen, right? I mean, it's a dirt race. Yeah. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> exactly. Yep. But Charlotte and Bristol, I've never been out. I've raced it on them on iRacing, but I'm really looking forward to doing the real deal. I mean, how could you not, right? Like, the roar of the Coliseum, man, I, I could only imagine. I could only imagine. For sure. Well, man, listen, uh, where can everybody follow you on social media and, and, and keep up with you or, or reach out if they've got, uh, you know, a sponsorship opportunity for you? So uh, on Facebook, just search Josh White Racing. I'll come up. I'm actually verified on Facebook, which is kind of cool. That's awesome. And the, yeah. And then uh, on Twitter and Instagram, just search at Fighting Marine and I'll come right on up. Uh, don't hesitate to shoot me a message if, you know, for whatever reason, if you're a sponsor looking to get, you know, some sponsorship options or, you know, if you're a race fan, just wanting to talk, you know, see if there's any hero cards, which we're working on making or uh, whatever, you know, just shoot me a message. Uh, and then for sponsors, they can also find my email, my contact information on my social media as well. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, well, man, listen, I, uh, I definitely want to keep in touch and uh, maybe get you back on after, uh, you know, you're out at the track and, uh, and, and see how it was shaking them cobwebs off for you. It sounds great. You know, uh, we can definitely do after race updates if you want to. Yeah, I love it. That sounds great to me, man. Appreciate you having uh, or coming on. Uh, and, and again, thank you for your service. That, that That is just such a selfless act, man. And, and uh, I know a lot of the followers support uh, the, the, the military and all that good stuff. I do as well. I actually got my, my grunt style hoodie on right now as we speak, to be honest with you. So, uh, best of luck this season for those starts, man. And, uh, uh, we'll, we'll keep in touch and, uh, you know, see how things go for you. I really appreciate it. You know, I enjoyed being on the show and, uh, I hope you enjoyed it. You know, I look forward to being on again. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon, brother. Sounds good. All right. We'll see ya.
Lap Traffic Nation, there you have Josh White, man. That's awesome, you know. Uh, gotta love a guy like that going out there, living the dream, you know, served our country, uh, you know, doing the 9-to-5 grind, and, and is going to go out there and, and run some races in the ARCA Series this year. Uh, that, that's, that's really cool, and uh, definitely looking forward to having Josh back on and, and seeing how things uh, progress for him this year and, and hopefully in the future from... All right, Lap Traffic Nation, uh, let's take a little social media break here. Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelabtrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, The Lab Traffic Podcast, YouTube, The Lab Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lab Traffic PC. And I've actually done a few TikTok videos. Uh, go check it out at Lab Traffic PC. I, like I said, I don't know how much I'll get into that, but uh, it, it, it was fun. It is definitely a lot of not a lot of work, but, uh, you know, it's it's a challenge to try to make something look good for 30 seconds or, or whatever the case may be. So we'll have some fun with that throughout the season. Um, if you've made it this far into the show, leave a review. Don't forget, still got the giveaway going on at 6,000 followers, uh, less than 300 to go. Picked up quite a few this week, which was awesome. Uh, Matt Bishop at MBish86, mortgage guy like myself, wrestling fan and a contributor to some sports. Actually got to watch Royal Rumble with him this weekend. Uh, RJ Carbello at RJTheFool25, Cleveland sports fan, NASCAR fan. Uh, Corey at Corey65511899, another racing fan. Mike Haggerty at Irish uh, Hag SR and a Navy vet. So I'm sure he'll appreciate uh, Josh White's story there. Uh, the store is there. T-shirts, hoodies. Get yourself some fresh lapped traffic swag to kick off the 2022 season. Um, I'll have giveaways throughout the year. I just ordered some new T-shirts to be able to give away throughout the season. And, of course, I've got your stickers, koozies for free. All you got to do is go to the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com. Fill out the contact page with your name, address, and I will send those out for free. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's keep things rolling. Uh, last bit here, uh, Aaron Studwell and I are going to uh, we're, we're going to talk some Michigan basketball. We're going to talk the clash uh, and we're going to talk some silly season stuff and, and kind of reset some of the changes throughout the year. Give our takes and all that. Of course, Aaron Studwell, Brian Newdorf going to be back this year for our uh, rotating weather forecast each and every week, which is going to be awesome. Uh, probably get both of them on here in the next week to uh, set the uh, the weather forecast for the 500 uh but uh aaron will have uh forecast for the clash for us tonight as well so without further ado let's get mr aaron studwell on the line all right lap traffic nation joining me on the line you can follow him on twitter at RaceWeather, along with brian newdorf who will keep us up to date all season long on the weather for the nascar season welcome back to the show dr aaron studwell sir good evening how are you Good evening, sir. I'm doing well. Glad to be back for a brand new season. Yes, sir. So uh, for those that have been around for a minute, uh, normally, uh, if I don't play the normal weather intro, it's normally the Michigan theme song, which was not played tonight. Uh, the the clown music was played tonight for the silly season, but also very <laughs> appropriate for Michigan's um, uh play performance in the bowl game if you will oh and somewhat on the basketball team but yeah oh. orange bowl and we move on yeah yes that's that's the talk for that um all right but 
I do have to ask every year it comes up. Oh, Harbaugh's leaving Michigan. And this year they're, they're bringing the heat even more to where there was supposed to be an announcement possibly today. I didn't see anything uh, that he's going to the Raiders. He's going to the Vikings. He's going to Chicago. Uh, you know, I, I mean, all the rumors are flying about. Uh, what do you think is going to happen with Jim Harbaugh? Uh, the Raiders are out because they made their announcement today. Good so, to know. Bang. That's just Done. where I've been today. Yeah. yeah, no, it's fine. Just saying. I was listening to the NFL Network when I was running around earlier. Um, the only one that would make sense is the Bears uh, because of his history with the franchise. That being said, I truly, and this is an uninformed opinion, I don't think he's leaving. I think if he goes anywhere, he's going to want a deal where he's the G- GM in pup tree. Yes. You can have a general manager, but Harbaugh's going to be pulling the strings. Yep. Yep. And I'm yeah. actually moving my hand around like I have a puppetry the, the thing puppet, in my yeah. hand. The marionettes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes. Man, I, I got to keep you around for my vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, who's the STEM guy here? Right. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I, I want him back. I mean, uh, I want him back. Not because I think he's the end-all, be-all, but all right, man, was last year a fluke? Can you do it again? Uh, I find it very interesting, the defensive coordinator who we got on loan from his brothers already going back. Um, you know, So that left me with some concern, like, hmm, are you maybe leaving, and that's why he's going back. But, um, you know, like, time will tell. I think this is the ultimate, and I know we had talked about it in the end of last year, I think she really is going to look at this as unfinished business. Right. If he knows he is a quality team, now they're losing a lot of talent. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. But the entire offensive line is coming back. Did I, did yep. I read that? That so, you are correct. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's huge for whoever the quarterback is. Uh, that means you can develop that run game quickly. That means quarterbacks should, you know, and, and it's, it's not like, uh, Oh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. You can help me out with the words now. Um, uh, the other quarterback, not, not McNamara. Um, oh, um, McCarthy. McCarthy. Thank you. You know, it's not like he has he he got some play, he got some valuable playing time this year. I would say so. You yes. know, so as long as he stays, um, you know, so now it's just a matter of what can you do on the defensive side. I think that's where we lost most of our players. I think if he was going to go in the port, if, if McCarthy, I don't think McCarthy was going to go in the portal this year. I think it'd come down to what does it look like. So, if he's if they're ending the twenty two season, and if if Harbaugh or somebody whoever's going to go to him and say, "Hey, look, you're my starter for twenty three, stay." Mm-hmm. I think that's what he's going to need to, need to hear. Sure, and, and he gets as much or maybe even a little more playing time because we need him to get in get his playing time when it's not, we're not only running the RPL. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah. If you can show, demonstrate, hey, you look, you got to fear this guy when he throws the ball, which really is the truth. And he's going to mature a year. He's going to have better. He's going to read, read the field better. He's going to be another year in that system. I think he's going to be, I want to hype. I want to hype him. He may be, a top five Michigan quarterback by the time he graduates. And I could see that. And the fact that his arm strength is, is all, I mean, his arm strength is better than McNamara. Um, oh, 100%. You know, so I, I mean, if he can, he made some deep threats, you know, it's, it's like you said, you know, when, when he went into the game, if it wasn't a blowout, 
it was kind of assumed what you know handful of plays he was running so if he can develop that and get in there more uh i i think that's that's just going to be awesome yeah i think i think the tendency i mean the tendency showed that too it was 68 percent run when he was under well i was gonna say under center but he doesn't line up under center so (laughs) when he took the snap fair enough um all right quickly michigan basketball um i mean i am I'm I'm surprised that it's it's still as bad. I I can't believe that they haven't reeled this in a little bit. Um, this team is is not uh, obviously it's not anywhere near what we had last year. We, we lost three key players uh, and, and just haven't really been able to get in rhythm. Uh, they are you know it's it's Dickerson in the paint or it's shooting yes. threes that are not hitting and yeah, they're not falling like no, years past no. and that's that's the way they've kind of run the past couple of years it's live by the three die by the three and dick and dickerson's getting his rebounds and getting his points that way but you can't win a game like you can't against a ranked team well i would say most ranked teams yeah you can't win games that way no i mean they hung on saturday against michigan state through the first half, but man, I was going to say until I mean, they didn't, until the, yeah. yeah, until they didn't, which was uh, the start of the second half, and then that thing just became uh, a cluster for for Michigan, anyways. So. And it just it's you look at you look at their numbers, you look at their bench, you look at the way the seasons, at least at least especially the Big Ten part of it, they don't have depth. No, they do not. And it goes back to your your first point of saying when you lose three key players, yeah. and you think you're going to have a freshman step up. And he Houston has, but you know his playing time's limited. His maturity, he says, maturity's limited. I don't know him, but his game maturity, his yeah, game like here. Yep, yep. It'll all come with time. Yeah. So, yeah. They'll make you know. I, I was just about to say they'll make the NCAA tourney, but then I look back at my notes. Three of the next five games are against ranked opponents. Yeah. With two against Mr. Newdorf's uh, Purdue, Purdue Purdue Boilermakers. Yes. They Bring are. In the they're going to need to have a very solid showing in the Big Ten tournament, I think, to to solidify anything over. I, I mean, I'd say a ten seed. Uh, if, if it's you know, that's exactly the number I was thinking too, and they could even be a play in eleven seed. Oof. I would I would not be surprised by that. And and guess guess. I mean, we all know I'm a betting guy. Guess who I would take <laughs> in that. Because well, who they're playing. well, I mean it, oh, man. I just the way Michigan's played, they have not shown up for the the big games, and it's like I don't think I I think a underdog school knowing they're playing a weaker Michigan would come in with hype momentum, and yeah. and I I I truly believe if Michigan is a play in, they would not make it from there. Ooh, if they play somebody like a Wagner, and I'm not picking on Wagner, so don't don't at me. Macomb Community College, maybe. Yeah, they're playing. They're playing. They're playing Oakland. You know, you know what? You know, right now, I think they may actually have a hard time against Oakland. I think a, they a, would too. A good Oakland University yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. So we just you know, what do we do? We we turn on, we turn on, and we sit and we watch and we. So, <laughs> is Howard back next season? Oh man, I, I think so. Can yeah, I start I mean, this now? Yeah. <laughs> Which NBA coaching folks. job is he going to next year? Yeah, I no, think I Cleveland, think but back. they're actually pulling they're turning it around this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think yeah, they're back. They're back. Um all right. Uh one more non racing topic and, and that's uh 
What do you think of the uh, NFL this weekend there, sir? I, I honestly think the Super Bowl is going to have a hard time keeping up with these last six games of football. Yeah. The, 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 the divisional matchups, the, the championship weekend, you know, everybody says, okay, and it, it is because we had four phenomenal football games on divisional weekend. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, I, yeah, I just sat and I watched and I, you know, I want to go off onto your tangent here real quick. Did you see how many people bet on the Chiefs at halftime? Big money. Dude, um, I I will tell you that I had a quite sizable bet on the Chiefs to you know, you know normally I'll spread things around. I'll uh, I'll do, you know, 30 40 bucks on the spread on first quarter over some player props and I'm like, you know what? It ha- that has not worked for me these last th- two weeks, two, three weeks. And I'm like, I'm going old school. I'm just taking a spread. And I actually bought the, the, the line down a little bit with my bet because it was at seven and a half to open, I believe. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to get screwed on that hook. So I bought it down to six and a half. And I'm, wow. I, I went in very confident on that. I'm like, come on. It's Kansas City. At home against Cincinnati. No, I mean, hey, Cincinnati, hell of a bit. Hell, I, we, we all know what happened. I'm like, but I'm just like, man, you know, the the experience of Mahomes and Kansas City being this far into the playoffs, you know, just play your game, poise, you know, and, and let Cincinnati beat themselves is really kind of kind of like what happened with Michigan, Michigan State on Saturday. Like, it's going yeah. good till it doesn't, you know, and I really – you know, and, and then they're up. I'm like, oh, dude, my six and a half is golden. And until it wasn't, it basically. Yeah. <laughs> so. well, okay. There, there was a, I want to go to the play, then I want to go to the betting, back to the betting. Yes. When I, when Burrow threw that interception, and I think it was late in the third, mm-hmm. after they had just got it back, I'm like, okay, that's it. That's it right there. Yep. For the Bengals. They, they just threw it away. Yep. Yep. Because they were in striking distance, and then. I'm like, uh, I wasn't rooting for either team, but I'm kind of tired of Kansas City being there. Oh, I get it. I mean, I, I, I mean, if you're if I'm the NFL, I mean, the, the, their their ratings are shot. There's, I mean, you look at last year's Super Bowl, which was I think one of the highest rated Super Bowls, uh, you know, in quite some time. You know, you got Cincinnati again. No shot, no knock to Cincinnati. You just don't bring a very strong market with you. You don't have a very they, big. They, they are bringing New Orleans too. The New Orleans is really hooked into this game too. So yeah. again, another number thirty something market. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. You know. So and it's, then you have L.A. Who had a hard time keeping you know San Francisco fans out of the out of the stadium? So I know. I mean, I know that was you know, awful. And then uh, Detroit. I think Detroit's actually going to be one of the top five markets of this game. I, I I could. I wondered why. I could see that. You know, like I mean, and if <laughs> again, I, I, the Lions are going to send me a bill for fifteen hundred dollars here in a couple weeks, and I'm going to. How pay much it. of that is actually going? How much of that's actually going still for Stafford's salary? Right. Yeah. No shit. Uh, you know, I'm I'm going to pay it, but it's it's just. I mean, th- th- I don't. I'm a. I'm a <laughs> I'm a Lions. I you, you, you're rarely without words. I know, right? I'm a Lions fan. 
I'm an NFL fan. I love the game of football. Uh, you know, so I don't have the season tickets because I'm like the diehard Lion fan with my, you know, blue face uh, paint and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Like You might see. have to go with that look. I might. I might. You know, now, if I lived in New England, I mean, that's the t- that's the New England fan I would have been. Like, yes, right. I'd have been there, you know, guns a blazing, you know, all of that. But I'm just, I mean, like I said, I'm a Detroit fan. I want to see them get into a playoff. I'd like to go to a home playoff game. That's never happened, yeah. you know, uh, in, in my time period. Um, or no, since the 90s, right? I think it's been since, you know, so I was a little yeah, kid. I was a GM and my Redskins came up there and rolled them pretty hard. Yes, yes. Um, you know, so from from all of that, like, I, I'd like to see them do well. But it's like when you look at, a team and that just goes to show like what a well ran organization or even a mediocre ran organization from an ownership perspective can do like the mere fact Matt Stafford was here for 12 years had three playoff appearances in a wild card perspective Owen three had three or four different coaching changes and then just to go his first year in a new organization and to not only get his first playoff win, but is now going to go play in his first Super Bowl. Like, I mean, if if I'm if you're a diehard Lions fan, if you're the Lions fan I was talking about two minutes ago, I'd be pissed off. Like, why? You know, for if you're that fan that pays the season ticket money, why? Yeah. You know, at some point you got to tell the Fords, hey, you know, if that can happen and be just a a yes. kick in the balls. To Detroit, basically, like, you know, start, you know, make a change. I think, yeah, it, 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 because they have some, you know, when they are coming out of college, they've got some very, like, hidden talent. Cooper Cup mm-hmm. comes to mind. Um, but they've really kind of, look at what they did this season and what they did to get Stafford. They've really kind of mortgaged the future. They, they said, did. They went all this in. This is our year. Yeah, they pushed all the chips in. They did what Tampa Bay did last year. Yes. You know, they had they had Evans, they had Godwin, uh, you know, they got Gronk and Brady and and they had the defense. So that you know, they they doubled down. It paid off. You know, now the question is, is it gonna pay off uh, you know, for the Rams? And if that happens, you know, how many teams are you you know the, the dynasty of the New England Patriots is is over, right? Like, you know, right. how often uh, when will we ever see another dynasty like that? Or are we just going to oh. have these teams that, you know, pay, uh, you know, for, for the year, so to speak? Um, it, I think th- I think the dynasties are possible. I think if you have a core of players who are free agency eligible but want to stay there, that's the kind of culture you need to build. Sure. Like you had in New England when you yeah. had those dynasties. Free agency was a, wasn't as, say, liberal as it was now, but you had a culture where people did not want to leave. No. They would take less money. Yeah, you got that hometown knew. discount. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Oh, good times. But, you know, we'll see. You know, maybe maybe Dan Campbell can turn it around year two for the Lions. You know what? You give him a chance in here. Right. I want to say something, and I'm going to have Lindsay come, like, banging on my door. <laughs> we should do a football show. Oh, man. Period. Done. That's all I got. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That, uh, 
that that might be a little ways into the future but uh you know, i understand that i just I've, know we do this well oh man i i th- that would be the fourth podcast i mean that that i'd want to do like nascar wrestling no. you know barbecuing and, yep. and football like <laughs> which to be fair to be fair that could all be mashed into one because there's so much overlay an overflow of a fan base from wrestling, football, NASCAR, yes. and barbecue. Like, I mean, come on. Now I'm hungry. Come on, dude. You want to talk about your all-around variety show? Like, that That would be something. <laughs> the Brandon Crowd Variety show. Right? <laughs> Till the old school 50s. Right, yeah. Yeah, there you go. I love it. Um, all right, Matt, what do you say? You want to... Uh, should we talk a little a little racing? I want to talk a lot of racing, but right, I know fine. we I know we're limited for time. Oh no, we're good. We're good. Um, okay. All right. So I want to talk first a little silly season here, and I, I want to you know it, it's no secret what has transpired in the off season and driver changes and all that kind of stuff. But you know I haven't had the 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 show yet to talk about some of those and give my takes, and uh, you know figured let's get your takes on it. Uh, but before we get to Cup, which is is where a lot of the movement happened, um, your driver, uh, real yes, quick, had had that a, was my that was my top note. Go figure. <laughs> had a uh, had a big driver announcement. So uh, Landon Castle all over to Colleague Racing, which uh, everybody knows how much of a fan I am of that organization. So I can only imagine how many times Landon is going to be on the show this year. Um, you know what? What can you comment on to that? Um, I'm, I'm tremendously excited. He is now in a playoff winning car with a playoff winning team. I think this is the opportunity he has needed for over a decade to really be in a quality ride and show what he can do. Uh, I expect them to be running up front, um, to win, uh, at least the super speedway races. And that's not taking away from him anywhere else, but that's the skill set. He is so phenomenally good. At super speedways. If I may drop this real quick, we are open for endorsements. So if your company would like to have Landon Castle endorse your products, services, or whatever, drop me a line. Thank Excellent. you. Excellent. I love I'll, it. I'll drop you, I'll drop you a check for the commercial. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, all right, man. Well, let's let's just kind of run down the lineup here a little bit of of some changes. Uh, you know we'll just we'll hit the bigger names here you know kurt bush making the move over to 2311 racing uh to drive the 45 monster energy will be the sponsor um you know is this a is to me this is a a signal that kurt bush is maybe getting ready to to come out with a, a retirement announcement like hey I'm going to go help out some friends here, help them get their team squared away with with some expertise. Not that Bubba didn't bring that in year one, but hey, let's, you know, is this a favor maybe to Denny and as 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 he's maybe getting ready to to have a retirement year one one of these years. I would say 23 is going to be his retirement year. I think I think he can actually make the playoffs. Uh at in the 45. Sure. Sure. I mean, uh they have a winning car. I mean, Bubba showed that. Um, the thing I, the the note I actually have on this one, I think this is as much for the team as it is for Bubba. I think to have an experienced driver. I think you know Bubba's done a great job and really kind of advancing through the ranks. He's done it very the very um, traditional way, coming up through. 
uh, trucks to Xfinity to the cup. But, you know, he's got a lot to learn. And I think Kurt Busch, if he's patient, if he wants that role, I think he'd be great in that role. Sure. Absolutely. I'm, I'm with you there. The, to me, that that screams that it's like, hey, uh, you know, it, it's a chance. You know, it's 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 like being able to sit behind Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. Right. Like, yeah. you know, to if to take the notes and, and to learn to, you know, just further your game, if you will, uh, is is what I see the potential being there, which to me also signals to me that, you know, they're invested in Bubba into the future to make this type of move to bring in a guy like Kurt Busch, um, you know, to to share that knowledge. Yeah, because it it winds up being an investment for them because you had to buy a second charger, which, you know, from Dale Jr.'s comments, was it last September, October, the market just got stupid. Yeah. And he didn't even want to be part of it. It's like the real car market out there. Like, <laughs> I just, you know what? I, I was happy. Here's a power wheel for $25,000 low miles. Yeah, I was, I was happier. <laughs> I just caught that. Hey, mine's close to a power wheel. I had to put $2,300 into it this past weekend. And I was actually happier doing that than thinking I had to go out to that showroom. Right. And look right. in your car. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, man. The uh, the next one, uh, you know, Brad Keselowski with the move over to Roush, uh, you know, taking the ownership yep. role with the team in addition to driving the number six in, in place of Ryan Newman. I have talked about this one a little bit, um, and, and I'm not saying it's it's a Hal Mary move by any means because Brad Keselowski is, is not a, you know, you don't – he's more – poised and 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 competitive then oh shit i need to throw a hail mary and see what happens uh but to me this is a hail mary move by a team that needed saving and to to get their name back on the map and to reclaim that notoriety that roush had for all those years in the early 2000s uh you know with greg biffle carl edwards um and and their strong stable that they had that has just kind of just you know fade away it's just like oh there's there's Ricky Stenhouse, and and we'll see what he can do at Daytona or Talladega, and, and that was about it. That's like right. all we were talking about from a, a Roush perspective. So I'm excited that the 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 move happened, and I mean the the more parity that we can get across the sport, the more you know teams and drivers that can add to that win column. I mean, we saw it this past year of you know what what did we have? We had 17 different winners just. You know, a couple didn't make the playoffs, you know. So when we can start talking about 16, 17 different winners consistently that are in the playoffs, we very well may get to that dream. I know a lot of us have of somebody with a win not making the playoffs. Yeah, I I agree. Um, They have gone. I think with this move, they've gone from a mediocre team to potentially a good time team, a good time, a good team. Yeah. Um, And. Um, but it's not going to be overnight. One guy walking in is not going to change the culture, is not going to change the engineering, the cars, the engines. It has to be, and I don't, I, I don't see him taking it. And maybe I, maybe I don't know, which I should say back. I don't know, but I would say I wouldn't see him taking a leadership role in this organization. He's going to be busy on track. And it's going to be all the people they have in place now. Are they setting him up for a leadership role when he decides to retire? Oh, hell yeah. 
Um, I think this is going to be, he'll be associated with this organization till he's, till he's his sixties. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. And that's, you, you bring up a good point there in terms of, you know, you know, uh, uh, is the six going to be competing for a win? Uh, yeah. I think Brad Kozlowski will be able to get that car in victory lane because he's Brad Kozlowski and that's what he brings. And that's right. probably the quick shot in the arm that the overall organization needs, uh, you know, and his name as well. You know, that's going to bring in new sponsorships Money. to probably yes. all of the organizations, which then the company, you know, can take reinvest, exactly. you know, to the guys exactly. behind the scenes that will help create that slow rebuild. And I said this a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, if if this works and, you know, even towards the end of the year, if if this organization, I don't know what their average finishing spot was last year, but just for you know simplicity purposes, let's say it was twentieth. If if you know come summer racing season, you know if if they're finishing top fifteen, top seventeen, okay, there there's a slow noticeable change on a consistent basis, and that yes. is is that something that you know RCR looks at? Is that something that RPM looks at? You know, as as hey you know, this is how you do it right, so to speak. And, you know, maybe we even start to see some other organizations, uh, you know, start to make moves like this to where, again, we just have more competitiveness and, and parity throughout the sport. Well, I think yeah. I, my analogy is going to go to football. I'm looking at the Super Bowl. You have two teams going against each other, which use two very different models. Yeah. Where the Rams traded away well, I'd say talent, but they got better talent, but traded away draft picks. They really sold sold the future for this year, maybe next. Yeah. Bengals did it all through the draft. So I don't think there's – now taking back to racing, I don't think there is any one simple way of how to build an organization. Fair. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Everybody, you can chase it. Yeah. yeah we, I worked at a company once. It's like, hey, we may not be the innovators, but they actually coined the term, and I'm, they used the term fast follower. And if you're struggling, and maybe you look at somebody, and I'll call his yeah, Rick Ware. Rick's not going to listen to this, so I'll say his organization. They went from four teams to two for Cup. Yep. They can now focus and consolidate their efforts on making those two cars better. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see them move up, you know, say their average finish was 32 to the upper 20s. Sure. It's going to be incremental. But then you start getting to a point, it's like, hey, you know what? Rick wears a team that's kind of on the come and they've got a young, talented driver. Cause that's one thing we are missing in the sport now is we've got a lot of good drivers at Xfinity and not a lot of places for them to go. Yeah. Yep. You got it. So if you make, if you have somebody like a Rick Ware or Spire into, you know, Spire's a little bit ahead, a little bit more ahead of the curve, but you make them viable where they're going to be, you know, at least having a sniff at the playoffs come late July that they're in the playoff conversation. Sure. Yeah, I could see that's that you're going to use that that are what I'll call the RFK model now. Yeah. For Roush Benway yep. Kozlowski, but yep. if you're going to make a hail make well, but here's what Roush just did. They they you said it earlier. They made the hail mary. They put all their chips in like the Rams did to get Brad Kozlowski. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Part ownership, money. Uh really I would probably say autonomy. Yes. And they, he, yeah. He brings a lot of money in. Yep. Yeah. 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 One one hundred percent. 
Uh, all right, uh, Ross Chastain uh, moving over to track house racing with the closure of the Chip Ganassi NASCAR side of uh, things there. Uh, you know, this is another organization kind of like, uh, you know, 2311, in my opinion, newer team, uh, but, uh, you know, trying to get things going in a responsible fashion. Um, you know, I, I, I'm excited to see what Ross is going to be able to do with them. Yeah, a young, popular driver. And that guy, that now makes it look like the Bengals model where they're getting young talent and let them develop in-house. And, you know, because they bought Ganassi, it's is it, it's kind of a change for him, but it's kind of not. Could I have uh, teed that one up any better for you there? What? With uh, being able to make the Rams analogy to Brad Keselowski oh, no. and the Bengals. No. I mean, damn. No, it just, it just popped on my mind. So... <laughs> Um, no, I think it's good for Chastain, and I think it's good for their organization. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we got we got a new team. Well, we got two new teams in Cup, uh, but not new to the sport. Uh, we got right. GMS Racing uh, and Colleg Racing, uh, both uh, with with charters now. Uh, Colleg with two, GMS uh, with uh, with one, I believe that they purchased yes, from. I from that RTL. is correct. Um, I'm excited for that. You know, I am, I'm excited to see new teams. I mean, GMS, obviously a powerhouse in the truck series, um, you know, and, and colleague, obviously a powerhouse in the Xfinity series over these last few years. Um, I think that's awesome that they're, they're making that investment to also one stay in their, in, in their bread and butter, uh, if you will, and, and to make that leap and, you know, to to test the waters on the cup side of it. I will say um, only because they say only because of the drivers, primarily because of the drivers. I think um, colleagues going to have a better and more competitive season. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. Than GMS. I yes. mean, you put AJ Allmendinger at any of the road courses. He's going to be he's going to be up there for the win. Absolutely. So you're looking at a team that, that could automatically and I'm hoping he's not the 17th driver. <laughs> right. He, he's got a bunch of opportunities just to lock in the playoffs. Yep. Yep. No, absolutely there. Um, and then, uh, you know, there was one thing I wanted to touch on, and you you, you mentioned it a little bit ago, uh, about junior motorsports. And it's just to tease the fact of, could you imagine what this fan base and the mind that they will lose when, <laughs> when junior motorsports <laughs> announces a cup team like – I mean, that is just, it's mind-blowing just thinking about that. It's like, I mean, I've never put that thought into my head before. But it's like, uh, could you imagine? Like, just know a junior's going to be at the track. I mean, he's at the track, as it is, you know. His presence has never left this sport. He still has. he If he he announced a full-time schedule tomorrow... He would go right back to the most popular driver. I mean, yes. can, can you? I mean, this this fan base will lose its shit, which is awesome. Because I mean, and could here's here's what I would not want. I would not want to be the first driver in his car because the amount the pressure that 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 spot's going to carry. That's going to take a special person to be able to carry on junior legacy while running for junior. And, but he's also the guy who's going to know that and bring in a driver who is capable of handling that. Yes, yes. He is going to be – you're going to find an experienced driver. Yep. Mid-30s, made the playoffs, and is looking for a change. Yep. Oh, man. that That's – 
I mean, and my first thought was, boy, the NASCAR like merchandise servers are just going to crash. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, and here's the thing though, you know what number w- would it be? Because you've got RCR with the three and the eight. You've got uh 88 over at hms like i wonder if he'd go and have to wheel and deal to get one of those numbers or if he would uh you know start from scratch i i could see him paying rcr oh absolutely some 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 obscene amount of i I don't have no idea what that number would be right a lot yes (laughs) but you know what you'd make up for it with merchandise sales oh freaking week one Week one. I'll give oh. you a million dollars in a percentage of our merchandise sales. Right. And you know what? <laughs> and and now, I, I obviously, n- no insight whatsoever, right? But if I'm RCR, I'm thinking to myself, hey, maybe that's the capital investment I need to help turn my organization around. Hey, here you go. Here's the number. That's actually not a bad thought. That you is know? actually very, yeah, very, yeah, very much the truth. I could see that. And because here's the thing, too. If you don't. You're going to have the fan base turn on your organization Sorry. like nobody's business. Like No, because it, that'll be leaked like almost immediately. Absolutely. RCR, RCR refuses to turn over to the 308. Yep. 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 They're going to need a sweeper crew after driver intros to clean up the stuff that's hurled, you know, onto the track. Like it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, so that is that's not a good predicament. No, no. Uh, uh, I'm not sure where you. I have two more drivers I want to hit ooh, on. Real yes, quick. go ahead, and then then we'll uh, talk the clash and get some weather and wrap it Matt up. Matt De- Matt DeBenedetto. Oh, ooh. how the mighty of yeah. One, one. Let's go, Brandon. And I didn't know he was a live traffic fan. Oh man. Well, I mean, hey, you know, <laughs> he is. I mean, he's been on the show a lot. You I know. know he has. Um, I. Uh, I, I'm a I'm a Matt to Benedetto fan. I'm still a yes. Matt to Benedetto fan. Um, you know the uh, the sponsors are not the sponsors are not, and and you know that leads to now a a truck series. You know, but here's the thing. I think there is a salvation point here. I think in that I think Matt to Benedetto, if he's able to go out there and pick up wins, okay, yes, that is. That is something that Matt's been chasing for a very long time, you know, has taught, you know, is, has could smell victory lane a handful of times over these last two years. And, you know, I think, I think that got to him a little bit as it, as it would, right. Anybody, I think oh, sure. in yeah. his position, that's been each year has been a, a, uh, a resume type year in, in terms of getting that seat uh, at, at some new ride, some new organization, um, you know, hopefully, you know, truck series, right. A little bit more laid back, obviously, you know, the drive and uh, to go out and win is, is that competitive nature, any series, any team, but, um, you know, trucks a little bit more laid back, you know, if, if Matt can go out there and collect some wins, um, you know, and, and kind of rebuild, I mean, I very well could see him back in a competitive car in Xfinity or in the yes. cup series, you know, next year, the year after, but it's going to take victory lane. I don't, if Matt DiBenedetto yep. could finish second in every race in the truck series this year. And I don't know that that would carry the, the weight 
uh, versus, you know, four wins and, you know, finishing, you know, fourth in the standings, you know, or something like that. Like, right. Where it's either, yeah, you're either going to be, yeah, if you're a driver like, Stay Stenhouse. It's either going uh, wreckers or checkers. Right. You know he needs he need. I again, my opinion. I I think Matt needs. Oh, I yeah. He needs well, you, wins. you have another person who agrees with you here well, too. And, so. and I, I I I'd even go as far as he needs to be in the final four. He doesn't need to win the championship, but I think Matt needs to be in the final four uh, with with a handful of you know a couple wins behind his belt. I agree. And, uh, yeah, the one thing this sport loves is a redemption story. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, you know, I have not looked at the driver roster to know, know who is retired in the truck series. Equipment aside, I would say he is a top five driver. Yes. In the series now. Well, when you look at, and I'm just going to, I'm going to pull up the driver chart here to our friends yeah, over somewhere. at com here real quick. Yeah, that's where that's my first, that's you my know. first spot too. <laughs> Scott, you're welcome. <laughs> yes. Uh, Dustin, we, we're, we're, we're over there for you. You know, um, <laughs> you've got, a, I mean, John Hunter Nemechek, obviously going to be up there. Uh, you've got, um, Man, I'm I'm I mean I'm scrolling down a bit here, but you know Spencer Boyd very well be able to make a run at a couple of these races. Young yes. Motorsport, they have I've used this analogy before. They are the college racing of the truck series, in my opinion. They're they're just yeah. developing correctly uh, over the years, you know. So Spencer, you know, is now the veteran driver over there. We'll see what happens. Um, I mean. Johnny Sauter, I mean, I, I, who knows with what, what, what he's going to yeah, be able he, to do. Um, I expect to see some wins out of Tyler Ankrum moving over to Hattori Racing. Yep, uh, I mean, call. that organization is is a winning organization. They put all of their resources behind one guy. Tyler's a veteran. He's come close to victory lane a couple other times other than his win at Kansas a couple years ago. Uh, you know, so that's that's a team that I could see you know, doing some damage, um, you know, Chandler Smith is another one, uh, you, know, yep. uh, you know, uh, Grant, Grant and Finger, Grant and Finger. GMS, yep. uh, I, I know that guy's going to go get some wins this year. Yes. Um, you know, I'm, and then you got Matt DiBenedetto. Um, you know, you obviously have some others that are up there. Stuart Friesen, I don't know. He's had some lackluster performances over these last couple of years. He's, he's a dirt guy. He's yes. like, he's like, yeah, you bring, he's great on dirt. And I'm taking away from anywhere else. He's no. a short, short yep. track guy. And it's an equipment thing with him. Yep. But yeah, so he's, he's another one who's very hit or miss. And I would never say, oh, I'm going to guarantee he's going to have a top 10 no. at a Michi- or Phoenix. Sure. But yeah, right. so the last three drivers, Matt Crafton, Christian Eckes, and Ben Rhodes, right? So, I mean, yeah. we've only rattled off about 10 names, 10 make the yeah. playoffs in the truck series. So there is, in my eyes, there is no reason Matt Benedetto doesn't make the playoffs and, you know, should at least be able to get into the second round at, you know, with, with a couple wins behind him. So if, if he can do what the, what, what the, the possible plan could be there – you know, it. I'm not going to say it's not hard because I don't want to take anything away from the, the racing or the truck series. But just because you've got so many part-time drivers, part-time teams, and, right. and all of that in the series, you know, that was my biggest, you know, 
complaint when they expanded the the playoff field in the truck series to 10 was all you really need to do is show up on a full-time basis and you could almost limp your way into that 10th playoff spot yeah you know but so but, but that's a commitment especially in the truck series where the truck series is now that's a that's a that's a bigger that's a bigger spend than some players are uh, or some teams are willing to put up there sure well, so that's my thing if you've got a full-time ride you know it's it's very likely that you will at least make the the truck championships so or i'm right. sorry the truck playoffs so uh all right man we are headed to the clash we got some nascar racing this weekend uh you know i am going to be very curious to see what this entails uh you know customizing a track at the coliseum you know to help build that west coast market and, and all of that which is which is cool uh i love the format of it you know i love qualifying for your heat races i love the heat race aspect of it um you know so i love the uh you know your local track feel if you will that they're they're putting behind it uh it's just a matter of of what it's actually going to entail on uh sunday evening and i know it's early uh we are recording monday for a a sunday forecast here in early february but um you know what are what are your thoughts on the clash and how's the weather looking uh, first thoughts on the clash. I'm excited. Um, I, I, I agree with you. I like the format. The one thing I didn't realize until I was listening to Sirius earlier today is that the highest in points, non, well, highest in points that didn't qualify, it gets a, um, not an exemption, but a, uh, last chance qualifier. No, you actually like if like, um, Kyle Larson's guaranteed to be in, say he doesn't qualify. Okay. Something happens to his car. Yes. It's like the um, used to be where the win, like the previous, like if you had previous Winston Cup winners, they'd be guaranteed a spot right. in the race. Yes. Yes. So yeah, he's guaranteed a spot in the race. So if something happens to him, first lap of his qualifying race, he's still good. He's he's still good. Yes. And so then, if it's like the top fourteen make it, so number fifteen would get in. Okay. From last year's points. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Ah, I gotcha. I got gotcha. you. So I, it's a good format. Um, yeah, I was just actually had the schedule up here because I had it on the Patreon saw you last night. I'm like, I have very little interest in watching practice, though. Um, <laughs> I'll just do it. I'll yeah. just tune in for qualifying. Yeah, I, yeah, I'll tune, yeah. I mean, it. It's just something about you know cars being on the track on the TV like background noise. Well, so, that, that's true. If I'm home, I think that's a really good call. <laughs> if I'm home, I yeah. may put it on. So like, right. I mean, my if you were to walk into my home office, it is so you would think I'm a tech guy because I've got my work laptop on one desk that's got two giant ass monitors on the left and right. So I use all three for my, for my real job. And then on a other what do you desk, mean real job? My, the, the paying job. Then yeah, the on another Barbecue desk, <laughs> I've got my personal laptop with a giant ass monitor on that. So it's like, you would think I was like in tech and no, the, I would think you're a sim racer. You just oh, put all four man. together. I wish. I wish. Um, so I, I've been I've been known to uh, you know have that big twenty six inch spare monitor attached to the personal computer on Monday afternoon races while working from yeah. home, and it's I've that's what that I'll too. do for the clash. Is I'll have that oh my office going. has a I have my office I have a thirty three inch 
TV onto Wi-Fi. And nice. it's like, oh, look, racing. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, there you go. Yeah. Uh, all right. How's the weather looking? Uh, there's a reason they're having it in Los Angeles. <laughs> it, yeah. Um, it would they, <laughs> Yeah, it would be it would be so NASCAR if we actually had a chance to rain in the forecast. Right, right. <laughs> it would be so NASCAR. Yes. Uh, Saturday, sunny, uh, high of 69, low of 45, light and variable winds. Uh, Sunday, sunny, uh, 73 over 48, light and variable winds. I mean, you really could not dial up a better forecast. As, low as, humidity, light winds. It's going to be close. To, it's going to be probably – no, actually, it's a 3 p.m. start on the main event. Yes, and then the um, race so is that's, six. And no, it's three. I'm sorry, it's three p.m. Pacific. So yes. I was saying you may not even go into sunset out there, right? Although some great camera shots. Yep, and then you got uh, 15 inches of snow headed to Metro Detroit this week. So yeah, yeah, you know. I'll have you. I'll have your forecast after. Excellent, excellent. Yes, you're welcome. Um, all right, man. So listen, we'll uh, plan on catching you and Newdorf here in a couple weeks for the 500, and. Uh, We'll have some fun on that and then get into our usual rotation. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Awesome. It, it has been great. This has been a fun segment. Yes, this was great. Uh, Laugh Traffic Nation, make sure you follow Aaron on Twitter at RaceWeather, along with Brian Newdorf at NASCAR underscore WXMAN. All right, man. Great to talk to you. We'll catch you in a couple weeks. Talk soon. All right, man. Later, we'll see you. Well, Laugh Traffic Nation, that was much needed. Man, it, it felt good to, to dive in to some NASCAR talk there with, uh, with Aaron. So much fun there. Uh, well, that is going to do it for episode 268. Make sure you follow on Twitter at Lat Traffic PC. Huge thanks to uh, Amber Balkin, Josh White, Aaron Studwell. We'll see what we can get set up for next week. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Make sure you tune in each and every week to the Lab Traffic Podcast. See ya.